Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kamisha Lucier, one of the senior pastors of A Day of Prayer. And I just wanted to tell you, I'm so glad that you're here and we're here together just to spend some time in the Word and fellowship with the Holy Spirit um, on the Word of God and, and get full on what He's saying to us. One thing that I, I definitely want you to know and understand about this podcast and all the podcasts on our um, podcast network and this ministry is that we are here to point you to Jesus Christ. He is your only answer. He is the answer. And he is the only way to the Father God. And God is one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So everything that we're doing, we always want you to deepen your relationship with him. And we take joy in walking alongside you as you walk in fellowship with the Lord. But we definitely want you to understand and make sure that you are walking towards him because Pastor John and myself, we have nothing for you <laughs> aside from what the Lord puts in us. And Jesus is the only way. He's your answer for everything and anything that you can face in life. And what we're doing here is just pointing you to the one who provided the answers to us so that you can fellowship directly with the, with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in spirit and in truth and mature in your walk with him. So as we're getting started today, the, ep the title of this episode is Wage War According to the Prophecy Concerning Your Life. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. And this is what it says. It says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Having faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck. And I'm talking about this today because sometimes, um, well, first, this is what the Lord put on my heart for today's episode. But second, it's because sometimes as we're walking towards the Lord, sometimes it can seem difficult or things can start to get murky or we lose our confidence. And, you know, we start to question, Lord, is it worth it? Am I going the right way? What do I do next? What do I do now? What am I called for? What am I supposed to do? You know, all those kind of questions start coming up. And actually, um, the Lord had put this on my heart. I kind of have a, a, you know, he'll speak to me about particular orders or sequences that he wants things done. But when it came to this particular message, he said, hold off for just a little bit. And, you know, let me give you some more information about it. Let me, let me teach you a little bit more and show you some more things. And I think he initially spoke to me about this. Oh, I would say back in probably October of 2022, this particular topic. And just recently, he came back and kind of concluded it for me, you know, as he was ministering it to my heart. And what happened was I noticed, and, and the Lord really brought this to my attention because I didn't notice, but there was a continual, like, um, just the voice of an accuser, the, the voice of the adversary was just kind of nitpicking at me and slowly, slowly trying to chip away at what God had called me to do and what he's asked me to do. And initially, I think I resisted more. I, I noticed it right away, but it had been there so long. And just, just kind of every time I would speak the word 
or um, sit down with the father to prepare a message, this adversary would come in and just start accusing me. And it came to a place that the Lord kind of woke me up concerning it and said, Kamisha, are you are you listening to this? And I was kind of like, well, no, I'm just resisting because I know it's not, I know it's not right. And it's not from you, but I didn't know how to articulate what it actually was. And he said, that's the voice of the accuser. And it was just saying little things that would try to, you know, tear me down, discourage me, um, make me question the word of God. Um, and especially as the Lord ministers through me, you know, the particular, uh, I'll say influence and flavor that God has as he um, shares the word to me. And then that's conveyed to other people. And it was just a kind of a continual dripping. It's like that, that nagging woman <laughs> that it's better to live on the rooftop than to be in the house with her, you know, and it was, it was something that I, I honestly stopped paying attention to as much as I needed to. But when the Lord brought it up to my, to my, um, attention. And then he told me what it was. It helped me to deal with it and cast it out. And, um, also to not follow that rabbit trail, if you will, to not entertain those thoughts for even one second, because I know, oh, that's the accuser, the brother. And it didn't always show up as, um, what you would think about stuff that the devil would say, right. It didn't, it didn't always appear that way, but, the end result, the the root of it and the heart of what was being like that just over and over, just kind of tearing away and chewing away and just nipping away at what God had, was building in me. And when the scripture says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, when the Lord brought that to my attention, that it was the accuser that was trying to tear me down, he coupled it back together with this, this message that he gave me about waging war according to the prophecies made concerning, concerning you, concerning me, and he put it together. So you need to know what God says about you. That's a foundation. The word of God is the absolute starting point for our faith. It's where our faith comes from. And we cannot have faith apart from God's word. That is his written word, but it's also his spoken word to us because we, we need that. And, you know, when Timothy was receiving this letter from Paul, his spiritual father, this was not yet written as the word of God. You know, if you understand what I'm saying, this hadn't yet been written in the Bible. So there was nowhere for him to go for them, you know, pretty much to go. What does God say to Timothy? Now, there are things in the word of God. The whole word of God is is good for reproof and sound doctrine. It's the inspired and breathed out word of God. It's absolutely truthful truth. And it is the, the, um, the accurate word of God. It's alive and it's powerful. It is potent and it's, um, applicable for today. It is the word of God and the word of truth and the word of faith. And when it comes to our daily life, um, and things that are specific to our life, like where should I live? Who should I marry? Yes, you'll find the principles and the foundations, like we're not supposed to be um, joined with unbelievers and things of that nature, but the specifics of who is your husband or who is your wife or what street, what's your next address? <laughs> those are things that the Holy Spirit is still speaking to us. And he breathes those out to us. Now he'll, he prefers to just give it to us directly, but he may use someone else to, to speak a word to us to help encourage us. But he wants us to hold on to his word and not put an expiration date on it and not 
discard it or fail to remember it, but he wants us to keep it before our eyes so that we're able to use it to encourage and to strengthen ourselves. So you saw David when he was, um, in the, in the fields and being hunted and, and things of that nature. And he would encourage himself in the word of God. And what was he encouraging himself with? First of all, the faithfulness of God, but second of all, what God had already said about him. God didn't waste his time pouring that oil on his head and sending Samuel all the way out there to David and finding him in the field and waiting and not letting anybody eat until he got there. God didn't go through all of that to then fail at the end or be a disappointment at the end. So David had to keep that in remembrance all the time while he's running, while he's fighting, while he's being um, mistreated and accused and slandered and hunted, all of those things, he had to keep, first of all, God's faithfulness before his eyes and what God had already said about him before his eyes. So let's take a look at something. Um, let's look at Isaiah. Let's go over to Isaiah 46 and verse 10. And it says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. And then let's look at Isaiah 48, verse three. And it says, I have declared the former things from the beginning. They went forth from my mouth and I caused them to hear it. Suddenly I did them. And they came to pass. Now, here's a, a, a very special word that I want you to take to heart. This is Isaiah 49. This is verse um, 15 and 16 of Isaiah 49. It says, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. So we read about in the first couple of verses um, that we read in Isaiah, how God is faithful to his word and his word will come to pass and he will do it. He is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll make it good. And everything that God says will come to pass. Now, it'll be his timing, absolutely, and we don't create delay by being disobedient and rebellious to God, but we know that if the Lord parted his lips to speak it, since the worlds were framed by the word of God, it will surely come to pass. But then in Isaiah 49, verses 15 and 16, can a woman forget her nursing child? Now, as a mother of four, all of whom I nursed, <laughs> I know that feeling when, when the milk is full and it comes in and whether you're occupied or not, there is a reminder in your physical body that you have a baby that's waiting on you. Your baby is waiting for you to feed them. So whether the baby cries or your, um, your body is sending that signal like, hey, you need to get over there and feed the baby. There is a reminder that God put on the inside of us that that's a natural reminder. But God said, even if that woman did forget, and maybe they will sometimes, and he actually said, surely they may forget but he will not. So that says to me that he's got, we've got a more sure guarantee than a, a, a nursing mother, how she will remember her child. We have something more sure that he remembers the promises, hallelujah, that he spoke concerning you. 
and me and his children and how important we are to him and that we are inscribed. You are inscribed on the palms of his hands that and your walls are continually before him. That means what con- what is concerning your life, him finishing the work that he began in you, him completing the promise that he, he gave to you is always before him, continually in his presence. He did not forget about you. He did not forget you. He hasn't said you're in, in unimportant or insignificant. You have value. So as you're going through your life, Bring that word that God has spoken back to your remembrance. Bring it, remind yourself and say, God, I thank you that you're faithful to your own word. And for your namesake, you're bringing this to pass. And I thank you, God, that you loved me so much that my life is continually before me. The good that you've planned concerning me and my restoration, my deliverance, my salvation, not just going to heaven, but having everything in my life today and tomorrow and my future reconciled to make it look like you, God, and to provide those good things that you've already committed to do. They're so important to you that you've inscribed me on the palm of your hands. Meditate on that and think about how much your Lord loves you and how faithful he is to complete the good work that he began in you. Now, when we look over at 2 Timothy, we started initially in 1 Timothy, but we're going to go to 2 Timothy right now. And let's look at chapter 4 and verse 5. It says, But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. And in these chapters, the Lord was talking um, through the Apostle Paul to Timothy about the, the troubles, basically, that would be going on in the world and how people would start to fall away from God and be doing all these wicked things and basically just tumult happening around him. And in this, this chapter, in these verses, The apostle Paul, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, is admonishing Timothy and encouraging him. Put your focus, put your focus on what God said and finish the work. Do your part, fulfill the work, put on Christ, put on the identity that he gave you and move forward. Keep doing what God asked you to do. Keep um, fulfilling the ministry that he gave you so that when you stand before him, you'll hear that well done. So Timothy went from the first, um, the first letter to Timothy uh, where the, his spiritual father was saying, Hey, get that word of God out, look at it, remember it and remember God's faithfulness to complete the work. You know, taking the prophecy out is getting you started and keeping you going. But now finish the work. Use that word of God concerning your life all the way through. It's not over until God says, I'm finished with it. It doesn't matter how long it's been. It doesn't matter what day it was. It doesn't matter how much you failed. It doesn't matter if you've done something wrong. Bring it and reconcile it with Jesus Christ. Ask for forgiveness if you've been slowful, if you've delayed, if you've been disobedient, if you've been slothful, whatever it is, if you've been unforgiving and unloving, don't just stay there. Don't just call it a failure. Get up. Get up, <laughs> come to yourself and go to your, go to your Lord and savior and ask him for his forgiveness. And then after you confess that sin to him, realize that he's cleansed you from dead works, 
and made you clean and get back on the road, get back on track, get his word out concerning you again, put it before your eyes, put it in your ears, meditate on it, and then meditate on his faithfulness and his inability to lie and go do the work. You know, I have a book that I keep um, just different things like messages that the Lord wants me to give. And it helps kind of helps me track what I'm doing for the podcast and my ministry work. And on the pages in front of that, there is a prophetic word that the Lord spoke to me that has been, you know, I, I typed it out. First, I wrote it by hand as the Holy Spirit was speaking. Then I went back and I typed it out and, you know, just listen to the Lord. Like, are you adding, you know, did you want to provide any more clarification, Holy Spirit? Did you want to, you know, do anything else with this? Or maybe there's some more you want to add to it. And then once I had the word completed from the Lord, the Lord asked me just to print it out and tape it on the inside of this book that I use to help um, keep me on track for the ministry work. And it's a, it's a planner, but it has space for me to write notes and things of that nature. And just on the page, when I open it up, each page, when I open it up, there's that word printed. And I only have it on a few pages so far, cause that's the month that I've covered. But as I continue to go, I'm going to print it out again and tape it on the inside. So every time I open to that, that area that I'm working on that month, I can see what God said concerning me. And the Lord has spoken many prophetic words. I mean, you know, there's no limitation on it, but this particular one, which it has something specific to do with the grace that God has given me to, to speak the word right now and to minister to his people, to usher them into his presence and to their own divine, divinely guided relationship with him. It, it speaks to that. And so I read that when I open my planner, I read it and it puts me in remembrance that my God loves me and my God is faithful and he's going to bring it to pass because why would he waste his time saying it if he had no intention of doing it? That's not who our God is though. Again, the worlds were framed by the word of God. So my world is being framed by his word concerning me and I stand on it and I rejoice in it and I thank him for it daily. And I just want to leave you with this revelation 19, um, verse 10, the second part of it, this was when the apostle John was in, um, was in the spirit and was shown mysteries and, um, revelations from heaven and, the ending part of that verse, the Lord had to, you know, correct some things for him, but the ending part of it is this, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So everything that God has been saying to you that he wants you to fill is because it is divinely reflecting him. Hallelujah. Meditate on that. His word to you about the life that he wants you to live and what he wants you to complete is because it reflects him. Not for your glory, not for your majesty, but for his own and to direct you and guide you specifically and directly into his presence. Even if you understand it or you don't, that's what the spirit of prophecy is. It's the testimony of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So hold it close to you. Trust God concerning it. You don't need to try to make it come to pass on your own, but you ask Holy Spirit to guide you and you trust and you just come to a place of rest and confidence in your mind and in your heart. I know you're going to do this, Lord. And then you continue to take the steps and move forward in it. And then you let God through his precious Holy Spirit, bring it to pass. And the Lord Jesus Christ will be satisfied. He'll be pleased and he'll make sure every jot and tittle is done and gets taken care of. Well, thank you for spending some time with me today. Thank you for sharing in the word. Remember that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's your source. He's your life. 
He's your best friend. He's the lover of your soul. And he is your only answer. So trust in him today. Go closer with him. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.